Welcome, Mad Hatter Industries presents the Ruck and Rise podcast. We're here helping others rise out of their comfort zones, facing adversities head on while providing a safe space to have open, honest, difficult conversations in order to keep pushing forward. Join us as we chat about fitness, mental health, and developing positive mindset. We are your hosts, Allie and Dave Curvin. Disclaimer, we do not claim to be mental health professionals. If you or someone you love is struggling, we encourage you to contact CMHA, the Canadian Mental Health Association, at 1-833-456-4566. So welcome to another edition of the Ruck and Rise podcast. Uh, we have our first repeat guest uh, on the on the show uh, tonight. So as something that he said about this gentleman who's on for a second time and we've only done I think, you know, maybe six episodes, something like that. So um, kudos to uh, Satch and Latte, who is on with us once again. Um, Satch was on with us, I think, August 5th, when he was just starting his uh, his big journey challenge, 22 marathons in 22 days. Uh, now, Satch, welcome back again to the Rock and Rise podcast. You've since completed the 22 marathons in 22 days. Um, so first question i have for you um how many pairs of shoes are you on now <laughs> yeah i think for um in august i went through two pairs yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. two pairs it's about on average for the pairs that i was using about 500 kilometers on, yep. on a pair so right. yeah man i go through <laughs> i go through shoes a lot <laughs> yeah i i can imagine i believe it yeah because yeah. Uh, uh there's a lot more to come from my understanding yeah. so yeah, yeah. So uh, first off, yeah, take me through um, the final, like I say, when we spoke to you last, you were just sort of into the uh, like fifth day, I think, of uh, of that journey. And so take us through the last uh, little bit on that and, and how you're feeling afterwards. Yeah, so I think um, when I spoke to you on the, I think it was the fifth day, it was a strong day for me. I was feeling pretty good that day. Yeah. Um, after having... Um, the first three or four days we hit some, you know, obstacles and whatnot. But I think, uh, the fifth day I was feeling pretty good. And then, you know, it was, a, it was, a it was a grind, man. Like the, from uh, let's say day six to 11 or 12, it was, uh, <laughs> it was hard. <laughs> uh, a few of the issues are not issues, but, um, some of the considerations that were making things a little bit more challenging were, was the temperature, like the heat. Okay. And, because in, in, in BC, around the Okanagan or interior of BC, it gets really hot and dry. It's almost desert-like. Okay, and, right. Um, so the temperature was getting upwards of the uh, high 30s to low 40s. Okay. And then uh, with the addition of uh, the wildfires and, and the smoke from the wildfires, it, it, it really um, made things a bit more challenging for me because it was really hard to prepare for that kind of stuff because, you know, creating the temperature environment. Mm -hmm. I, I can't really create temperature. I can only, you know, whenever it's hot as it, it, it is, or when it was during the summer, I would um, go out, obviously train in the hottest times, but in Vancouver and the lower mainland, I mean, you know, 28 degrees or something, right. It's not like getting up to 40 in, in, in Vancouver. Yeah. So, and to recreate the wildfire smoke and training in that was a challenge. I, I didn't really train in it. So uh, it was, uh, right. It was new stuff. You wouldn't want to. No, no. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah, so in terms of the challenges, I think um, the heat and the smoke were were significant. Oh, I, I I believe it. And yeah, it was a really interesting August for 
west coast i mean not not a great august uh, as far as that yeah. goes with uh, the amount of wildfires that were happening and and the communities that were involved with it so um now in that uh in that journey i mean obviously yeah there were days where you had to face you know the the smoke and the um and and the smog and all that stuff and did did the temperature change towards the the tail end where you know you had days where it was cooler and and a little more um a little more you know enjoyable to to run in that's a good question man so like um once i exited or once we made it out of like the interior area so when we got into like squamish or pemberton pemberton into squamish it was the drastic change Mm -hmm. um the temperature dropped about 10 degrees ish and Mm. the smoke was wasn't as bad as it was where i was previous right so i was accustomed to that kind of smoke so when i got to the you know squamish whistler those areas it was smoky but it was nothing compared to what i already experienced so it almost felt like there was no smoke at all right so um the so yeah to answer your question it felt mm, it almost felt like i was back home when i started getting into that area because in the in the interior where i was in ashcroft where on ranches and some of those like little wet in these places it just didn't feel like like it wasn't lush it wasn't green it wasn't what it is in vancouver right and so when i got to the pemberton squamish that's when i started feeling like it was more like home because it started getting more lush more green more mm. more creeks rivers and like things of that nature and so once i started seeing that it became more familiar for me yeah. and then almost automatically um it just felt more comfortable now it wasn't easier, but it just felt more comfortable, yeah. and and it was it was getting to a point where it was you know it was getting fun at certain points, man. Like because um, I'm not sure if you've ever been out here, but Squamish is beautiful, Pemberton's beautiful, Whistler's beautiful. I mean, it's really like amazing scenery and 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 country in those areas, and not to say that Lillooet and Ashcroft aren't, right. but um, not as not as beautiful for sure. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, funny you mentioned that because um, I've never been out West, um, sadly. Uh, but that's uh, that's the choice for Allie and I uh, for the honeymoon. That's next summer. That's our uh, that's going to be awesome. our honeymoon. Yeah, we're going to head where, to West where, Coast. Where are you guys thinking? Uh, yeah, so we're going to start planning it out pretty soon, I think. Um, and we would like to and we're going to, you know, pick everyone's brains for recommendations. And, and I mean, there's, yeah, we've got lots of, uh, sort of, uh, peers and friends that uh, are on the West coast and, you know, everyone I talk to, <clears throat> they have nothing but great things to say about oh, this area and that area and all that. So I don't know, we're going to try and hit as many great spots as we can, but we haven't, yeah, we haven't sat down and mapped out the, uh, the plan of the route yet, but, um, yeah, we're we're open ideas. I'll tell you that. Yeah, man. So like, I, I would obviously start thinking about like how long you're gonna be going for, and then you can kind of narrow things down from that. Yeah. But if, before we continue, I gotta say, man, congratulations. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you guys got married, so man, that's awesome. And yeah. how's everything going? It's it's great. Um, and yeah, it's interesting because um, the the wedding was uh. You know, the wedding was really a formality to, you know, our existing relationship and our existing life. So, you know, that it, uh, it happened and we just, Allie and I just carry on as we were, but it's interesting because that wedding, um, like 
I don't, I don't know if you're following or not, but uh, like I put a lot of time and effort into yeah. that. And I, I, I was bridezilla for the last like, you know, nine months or whatever. I, I treated awesome. it like a, like a mission. And so I, I had everything planned out, mapped out right to, you know, the final day. So, and, and it couldn't have gone off any better, to be honest with you. It, it exceeded expectations and we had a great time. We had a blast. We had a lot of fun. Great, food was great. The weather was great. Um, we just, we really lucked out. And so it's interesting. I kind of came off, I'm coming off a bit of a high on that, right? Like it was all yeah. this uh, momentum moving into that. And then, uh, you know, the high point hits and, and we had a few days of downtime at a resort just outside of Peterborough. And, uh, and then, you know, that those following days after that, I just kind of had a bit of a, I don't know, I, I'm not going to say like I was down, but I was feeling like, um, a little lower than usual. Cause you know, I put so much time and effort into that. And then I was kind of like, well, yeah, okay. What now? It didn't take long. Cause now, you know, I've got the second annual Peterborough rucksack March for remembrance coming up that I'm, you know, now tackling and, and planning out. So it was good timing, but, um, but yeah, I kind of, it kind of led me to think when you completed the 22 marathons in 22 days, like, you know, that was, that was a huge accomplishment, a huge, you know, undertaking. And, and, and by the way, congratulations on that as well. And Thanks, it kind of led me to think, um, you know, cause you know, like I say, this wedding, I came off this big high. Did you find that yourself when you, when you completed those, those 22 marathons that, you know, the, the, the end state was, you know, reached and did you have any kind of, uh, sort of, um, coming down off a high afterwards? Yeah, so I mean, it's a good question. A lot of people have asked me that. Mm -hmm. um, and it, so you said end state, right? Um, that I am not at, at an end state. Right, right. Right, so it's a continuation. Um, end state, may, maybe ask me that question again in summer of 2025. Yeah, okay. Because um, because I'm still kind of doing all the things. Uh, I'm, I'm still organizing things. I'm still, you know, on that path of training to run across Canada, right? So yeah. um, really the 22 marathons for me was a training block and that's essentially what it was. And with the idea of having it as a training block, I wanted to do more. So that's what expanded it to fundraising and sharing all the things that we did with it. Mm -hmm. Now, next year, again, we're, you know, I'm going to have another training block and again, we're going to be, raising as much awareness as possible and funds for honor house and honor ranch. And right. so next year, you know, Thunder Bay to Victoria and, and then ultimately in 2025, the, the final sort of event, which is running across Canada and, yeah. you know, maybe ask me then, and I suspect I'll probably have some plans of things to do to kind of maintain it. Mm -hmm. um, but, but after running the 22 marathons, you know, fortunately or not, I mean, whatever you want to say, I had uh, some significant uh, CNS fatigue. So mm -hmm. central nervous fatigue, as you can imagine, when you're doing that much stuff, your your body gets run down. And sure. So I, I took that opportunity because I wasn't training, you know, as nearly as much as I was. And I wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't run at all because, you know, in consultation with my coach, yep. you know, don't run yeah. for a bit and yeah. just keep it nice and light, have some fun. Yeah. So I took that opportunity to focus on a few other things. Right. Right. And, um, 
and um, work on things that I hadn't had the time to work on while I was training and okay. running and doing those things. So yeah. it was just basically just shifting into a different uh, area. And um, so I haven't had that sort of depressed down um, after an event. I have my normal sort of ups and downs mm -hmm. that normally happen. Yeah. But I don't think, you know, um, anything that I've experienced or felt afterwards really had anything or much to do with finishing an event. Sure. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, now you mentioned, um, yeah, coach sort of, uh, gave you, um, a schedule not to run, um, for a little while. Um, uh, did you adhere to that? Yeah. You know, so normally, <laughs> um, so, um, yes, I did because he's my coach and I, I have him for a reason and, Right on. He has knowledge and experience that I don't have, and he can see around the corners that maybe I'm not able to, right? Yeah. So I I chose him as a coach for a reason, and he understands me as a person, and he knows that I'm going to want to just keep doing right. what I need to do or what I want to do. Um, but having said that, I listened to him 100%. Anytime I felt like I wanted to do something more, I would hit him up and be like, hey, what do you think of this? Mm-hmm. Because um, for me, the ultimate goal is to continue doing what I'm doing and get better. Right. And so he, he started off the conversation like, hey, man, you want to get better? This is what we got to do. Yeah. And I was like, cool, man. Yeah. And that, <laughs> yeah, and I asked that question for a reason. And I, I sort of expected that that was the answer that, that, yeah, I followed the coach's instructions because he's my coach. Like, that's your mentor, right? And, and, and so you're, yeah. you trust his knowledge and his experience. And because uh, and, I know, you know, many many athletes and I've worked with many athletes over the years that, uh, they, they don't always adhere to those instructions. They don't always follow those plans and it can backfire on them, uh, pretty quickly. Well, and honestly, man, like to that point, I was that guy. We all have been, I think. Yeah. Right. And most of the, most of my training that I've done outside of this running stuff, I've been like a lone wolf and done it. Right. Like kind of just, yeah did my own thing i would get input from people and i would you know i would be like okay I, I can manage i'll still do it anyways right but you know i i i can recognize and reflect on you know the, whenever i did those things it, it didn't really turn out the best and yeah you know for me i want to do my best and if i want to do my right. best i got to listen to people who know more than i do and who have understanding of what what's going on and what's not going on and and man it was kind of a good break for me too, man, just to kind of recalibrate a little bit, man. Cause it was, it was a grind, right? Like those sure. 22 days, um, it was a grind and, and, you know, I wanted to kind of refresh my mind too. So now that I'm running again in the last week or two, I've been running again and it feels good. It's like exciting. Like, a, you know, I feel fresh uh -huh. and I feel like a level of, um, freedom. And I almost feel like running is way easier right now. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. And I, and I suppose, you know, that's where the expertise and the experience from your coach comes into play, right? I mean, he, yeah. he knew the formula that was necessary for you and you followed it and, you know, here you are now back into running and, and you're loving it. Whereas maybe if you, you know, hadn't have adhered right. so strictly to that, you, you might've been like, oh, I don't want to do this today. You know? You know? No, so, for sure. For yeah. sure, man. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that we, we, we surround ourselves with mentors and, 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 and good people that have knowledge and experience in areas that, you know, we need to draw from 
And, uh, and I, I, I think it's key to just, you know, bettering yourself and, and that constant development. If you want to do better at something, then, you know, you find those people that have the, the knowledge and experience and you listen to them. It's, for sure, man. I think, well, I mean, I can only speak for myself really. And I, I can see, you know, the development of I, I've had over the last two, three years and yeah, most of it has, and mm, most of it has come from the guidance and support of other people. Sure. Right. And um, me being curious and asking questions and then yeah. that two way sort of conversation with coach, mentor, whoever it is trying to have that two way conversation so that I can learn and become better. Because at the end of the day, I, I'm, I'm just trying to be the absolute best version of myself. Right. Right. And, um, you know, right now it's really been focused on the physical aspect, but I'm, it's not just physical. I want to be the best version of myself on all levels. Right. Like emotionally um relationship wise financially like all the things i'm trying to um be be better than i was yesterday yeah. and um you know it's always an ongoing thing right talking to people and learning from others right? as much as i can it is yeah and, and and you said it i mean and so it leads to me to sort of my next question and maybe we'll sort of take it back to a little bit more background on you know a few years back now, did you kind of reach out to some mentors and some individuals to sort of say, I know I, I listened to the silver core podcast and awesome by the way. No, yeah. And yeah, I, I drew a lot from it as far as, um, you know, a little bit more on your, your background and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, going back to pandemic phase, um, were there some key individuals that you drew from, uh, at that time period to sort of maybe bring you out of, uh, you know, a certain challenging phase and, and get you on track to, to where you are now. Cause I got to say, man, you like, you're, you're crushing it now. <laughs> no? I'm just doing my best, man. Uh, right. if I'm crushing it. I'll let other people <laughs> make that assessment, but I'm, I'm, I, 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 for me, I do feel like if I were to look at the last two years, if there's been a, a change or a Delta or whatever that is, it's been, it's been forward mom, uh, momentum through it. Right. So, um, were there people 100 percent? yeah man like so just give you a bit of a background um if you haven't like because i know in the silver core one that i just did recently i didn't go dive deep really um but i i'll share a little bit if you haven't and if your listeners haven't heard much so three four years ago four years ago ish i was going through a divorce right and um 18 years in law enforcement um never really addressing some of my own issues as it relates to depression anxiety and these types of things right. and um so i was struggling a great deal and 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 i recognized that i was you know mm, i had some ownership in a lot of my relationship with all the relationship i had in my life family ex-wife mm -hmm. everybody and yeah. so i wanted to take some ownership and my responsibility in those things and that really started the movement in a certain direction now I had a major depressive episode during that time and, 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 um, I ended up, uh, seeing a physician and, and getting medication and then, um, uh, understanding that I have clinical depression and, and what that all means and, and things that are, uh, associated to it. And, you know, so <laughs> it's funny, I, I saw my doctor actually last week and, you know, we're, we're having some more discussions because I'm, I, I've been off my medication for a little bit of time now because okay. I wanted to wean myself off. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I've been off for quite some time, maybe about six, seven, eight months. 
And um, so I had, but now I'm starting to feel some of the, some of the um, lows that are associated to clinical depression. Sure. And um, so I had a chat with him and he's like, Hey man, like, so you had a major depressive episode a couple years ago. That means, you know, from a, from a physician, from a medical perspective, that means, you know, relapse into that depressive state is a 50% chance for the rest of your life. Hmm. So you have to take that in consideration. And, um, you know, you're doing all the right things, eating well, exercise, connecting with people, all the things. Mm-hmm. But maybe you should start looking at the medication again. And hmm. um, it's not something that, you know, you should be ashamed of or, you know, th- you know, all the kind of sort of things that I've been feeling You're like, oh, I mean, I don't want to go back on medication. I just yeah. already did yeah. that, you know, you know these things right yeah and um but anyway so having said that um well i'll, I'll be going back on my medication next week <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, but 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 to the <laughs> point um i was going through all that and um and um i really started the process on my own right like i was struggling a great deal man like i was i was really alone or at least i felt alone i felt really isolated i felt um disillusioned i felt all the things that you may suspect someone might feel when they're feeling depressed at a really deep level mm-hmm. and um so i read a couple of books and i started trying to move in a positive direction but it was really tough eh? like i was really stuck and i started running and then through the running it kind of helped kind of put a band-aid on things a little bit you know right and um and then in 2021 i ran my first 100k and raised money and on November 7th, uh, 2021, I raised, uh, you know, it was about 21 grand for the BCU Con Legion for PTSD programs for veterans and, and first responders, right? Yes. So that was, yeah. I did that in 2021. And right after that, I was still super depressed. And so that's where I really started trying to reach out and find people because mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of the stuff on my own, like for about a year, right? Yeah. And it, yeah. it was really slow going. Like my, my mental state wasn't really getting out of the ditch. As, right. as fast as I would have wanted it to, because I was mm-hmm. still really, I don't know, man, I was really like um, down, like mm-hmm. really down, like real yeah. dark. Right. So I connected, um, I ended up meeting Sean Taylor in person in December of 2021 through Seb Lovelaw, another friend of ours. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, um, I was tracking him for a bit because you know i wanted to i knew uh, what a tier one operator was right and yes. uh, you know and in social media platform it said jtf2 right cool all great stuff yeah and so i was kind of curious because i was felt super isolated and alone and i felt like i couldn't relate to anyone so i thought hey maybe i can relate to someone like this yeah yeah that was that was kind of like the only thing i was kind of thinking so anyways we we, we met in uh, december 2021 and um you know, we, he was at the airport and I, I was at work at the time, Vancouver airport. And, um, anyways, we met up after my shift and we went for a coffee or bubble tea or something. I can't remember. Right. And, um, anyways, it ended up being like a three hour conversation. Just he and I just hanging out. And, um, you know, for me at that time, I, I, I really needed someone to talk to. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I really needed someone to talk to that I could relate to. Yeah. Even if it was just in my own head. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really needed someone to talk to that I respected, mm-hmm. which was a real critical piece. Cause, um, whatever the reasons there was other people in my life that may have wanted to help or may have 
wanted to engage with me at a certain level, but I may not have respected them the same way and maybe not have seen them in a regard or in a way that I thought, oh man, I'm going to take some advice from this type of person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so with Sean, we sat and chatted for a few hours and it was real helpful for me. And, and that, um, so after a conversation, I was like, Hey man, can we kind of keep talking? And, uh, he was like, if you think it'll help, I was like, yeah, I think it'll help. Right. And, uh, so he lives in Rossland. It's about a seven hour drive from where I live. Right. Okay. And, uh, yeah. um, it's out in, in, in BC, it's in the mountains, you know, it's a smaller town. Right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know where it was. I had no clue. <laughs> yeah. So I'm talking, yeah. I'm talking to him. And, and so anyways, long story short, we started, uh, having conversations through zoom. Mm-hmm. And so maybe 80% of the week. So let's say five days, four to six days a week, we would have a zoom call and there was no time limit in those conversations. It could be an hour two or three hours. Mm-hmm. And, um, so when you're talking and asking, were there people that helped? And I mean, I credit him to a sure. lot of stuff because yeah. Yeah. I needed some help at a time when I really, really needed someone to talk to and someone yeah. to connect with. And um, look, I don't know where I'd be now if, you know, I didn't engage with them on that day. Right. It's, it's impossible to know. Yeah. Exactly. But having said that, I know for sure I wouldn't be where I'm at now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, so to, to, to your question, he and I would have conversations for about two, three months, just like that. Awesome. Yeah. For two, three months, nonstop, hours at a time. And he essentially helped performance coach me out of where I was. And then we started kind of working on, okay, hey, man, what do you want to do with your life and all these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And, and essentially, you know, I helped, he helped, um, let's see, he, he helped guide me in how to really refine and understand what my purpose is. Mm-hmm. And so, and then, so that's kind of what happened, you know, once I refined that and then it was off to the races at that point, I just kept training and running and, you know, once a week, we would then have conversations every Sunday for a couple hours, uh, zoom call every Sunday. And, um, so he was one of them for sure. And one of the people that I really recognized as, uh, someone that really <clears throat> provided a lot of support and information that I could use to learn from right. and get better through. Yeah. And then the other person is Seb. Sub right. So he he's about a half an hour drive from where I live. So oh, you know, awesome. so so for me it's like, you know, I'm I I know. So for some reason, and it's hard for me to explain, and 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 I suspect a lot of, well, I understand now more, but I had a uh, um when I met Seb and and Sean, I met Seb about five years ago ish, and around that time, and when I met him first time, it was like I, I was drawn to him, mm-hmm. right. And for me, I understand what that is now. It's like, I wanted to learn. I wanted to get better. I wanted to be kind of like that. Right. Sure. Yeah. And so for me, what I essentially did, and I said this on the Silver Core podcast, like I can assess people decently, or at least for me, I can. And I can mm-hmm. see if someone has knowledge or not, at least mm-hmm. the way I want to receive it. Yeah. So for me, I was like, okay, these are two guys. Cool. I'm going to attach and just sponge everything out of them as much yeah. as I can. Yeah. And so that's what I did. And then through that process, I connected with other people and other people over here and people over there. And it just kind of branched out into a tree. It was a tree, a little sapling, right? Yeah. yeah. And then the tree kept growing and then the roots started really 
going even further and further and further. And that's essentially kind of um, what helped me yeah. to start anyway, to start. Fantastic. Um, Ali and I haven't met either one in person. We've had correspondence with both gentlemen, Sean and Seb. And, and I get it. I like, I can see exactly why you would be drawn to just be that sponge and just soak up as much as you can. I mean, Sean, um, yeah, there's, there's so much I find that we draw out of Sean just even on a daily basis with his, his little five, 10 minute lives that, that we, we look forward to, we look forward to listening to just, there's, there's almost always a little bit of like, just some tidbit of information something that we can draw from that we can kind of go, okay, yeah, I, I can, I can better myself today than I was yesterday, just based on that little bit of piece of information that I, that I gathered from uh, Sean and Seb as well. But Sean, I mean, it, it's funny. I laughed the other day. Um, Ali and I were, you know, listening to Sean on his five minute live before he does the, the collective um, podcast. And I, I looked at Ali and said, Ali, I said, you realize that we're, we're listening and we're watching this guy wander around a market right now, like sampling food and stuff like that. You know, this is, but that's how, that's the impact that I think Sean has on a lot of people that you're just, you're just sort of drawn to that intellect and, and what he has to provide to others. And you, you, you want to learn, you want to yeah, absorb as much as you can from them. So. Yeah. Um, well, for yeah. me, I recognize also what kind of person I am and how right. I learn and how I think and how I, um, so I understand myself a lot better. And for me, I can relate to how almost I can relate a little bit more with Sean rather than Seb because Seb's emotional intelligence is like on a whole different level mm. where for me, I'm not quite like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a little bit more robotic or logical or analytical in, in, in that regard. Not saying that Seb isn't, yeah. he very much is, but he has also another additional thread or another layer, another yeah. layer to it yeah. that adds more. And so for me, I, what I was trying to do is look at both of those individuals and see what I could learn from both of them and combine them together for myself. Right. And and, and right. just try to figure out how to better function for me with some of the skills and suggestions that they may have offered and and then um, and then go from there. Yeah. Awesome. That's yeah. It's uh it's been a really cool process to watch and i think both ali and i you know following along with um with your your journey and we're, i mean we're pretty excited for 2025 as i'm, I'm sure you are as well to, to see how everything unfolds and, and i mean neither one of us have any doubt that uh that that's going to be a successful year and uh and, and but it's been exciting to sort of watch the development in yourself personally like even from you know, start of 22 marathons to, to, to now, to the conversation now. And it's um, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that you needed to grow or you needed to develop further, but it's apparent, like it's, you know, uh, and we see it, which is really cool. So. I mean, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And, and I'm, I'm working really hard, like really hard yeah. to evolve and grow every single day if I can. Mm -hmm. so, like, so, so I don't know if I am, but you saying what you just said, I appreciate that because um, I value not being the same. I value growing yeah. as much as I can in whatever capacity that is, speaking, 
listening, training, um, like whatever it is, because there's always I need to improve on so many things, right? Sure. So, so for me, you know, if you were to look at me, like, yeah, August fifth to now, I'm different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's like, and I grew so much through that process. Right. But even, but I, I think for me, it's always the case. At least I'm trying to be like that. Like it's six months, six months from now, I want to be entirely different again in a positive way. Just keep moving forward. Yeah. And I suspect that'll happen because I'm putting myself in environments that I'm not used to. So. Sure. What what do I mean by that? It's like, well, the running stuff, yeah, but so many other things that I don't do that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like last week, I, I spoke in front of about five or six hundred high school students, right? right? And 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 I've never done that before. And yeah. I just got someone. I got hit up. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I met with the CEO of a a, a a nonprofit called Kids Play Foundation. Okay. And Kids Play Foundation is all across Canada. Um, it was started here in BC in the lower mainland Vancouver area by a, uh, a current serving Vancouver police officer serving for 24 years. And, and through his work, he saw the effects of drugs, gangs and violence had on kids. Sure. And, and also the lack of funds that some of these kids had to get into these things. Right. So he created an organization to help with that. And so essentially Kids Play Foundation helps support or at least helps try to remove kids from those environments, drugs, gangs, and, 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 and things of that nature. So, mm. you know, I met with him a couple of weeks ago and I shared my story and he was like, man, you should, you know, we'd love to be able to have you speak to some of these high school kids about your experiences and, and things of that nature. And I was like, well, if you think it'll be helpful, like if that'd be enough. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, absolutely. I'll do it. But then it's so funny. It's funny. I met with him on a, let's say a Thursday and um, Thursday after I'd met with him, I was driving home. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, so like, 15 minutes while I'm in the car, he calls me right back. And he's like, hey, man, so you're free on Tuesday? I was like, yeah, what's going on? He was like, yeah, we got a group of grade 10s. Uh, you want to speak in front of 300 of them? I was like, I've never done it before, but sure, I'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. And so so that whole weekend, I was just like, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? And, 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 and how do I present it to – it was actually not grade 10s. It was uh, – I think it was grade 8s. So I think they're like 12 or 13, right? Or 12, okay. 12 years, something like whatever that is, right? Yeah. So then, then, so for me, now I'm thinking, how do I speak to a group like that with my story? How, mm-hmm. So now I'm developing that, right? So I never would have had, I would never would have went through that process had I not been asked to do something that I'd never done before. And then now I'm trying to learn how to do that better. Yeah. So I had that on a Tuesday. And then that following Thursday, I, I, they asked me to come out to a different high school. So I went to a different high school and spoke to uh uh, 10, 11, and 12s. And um, it was maybe a couple hundred there. And again, evolving and growing through that process. How do I speak better? How do I write the speech to impact them? And I don't know if I did, right. but I'm learning, right? I'm I'm, are, free, yeah. I'm trying to figure it out. So uh, I've been asked again to go on the 12th of October to another high school yeah. to kind of share again. And and really what I've been talking on is this my experience and, and well, the value of setting goals, right? And which... At that age, like you mentioned grade eight and then yeah. 10, 12, 11, like that's exactly what, you know, sort of the topic that needs to be or, or can be addressed is, yeah, setting yeah, goals. I, I agree, man. But I think there's one other piece to it or maybe a couple of other pieces that I wouldn't have thought of um, maybe some time ago, but now I do is like, okay, yeah, the the, the importance of setting a goal is, is very important for sure mm-hmm. for an individual. But I wanted to take it from a perspective outside of that, and I would say, what's the 
where's value or what's the value of setting a goal, not just for yourself, but everyone around you. Right. So then I was trying to yeah, explain that the service, it. the service mentality. So for mm-hmm. what, it, so one thing I was thinking about was like, I set a goal. This is the, this was the essence of my conversation, right? Two years ago, I heard a podcast. I heard a guy named Cameron Haynes on that podcast talking about how he can run a marathon a day when he was training to run a 200 mile race. I heard that two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. I made a commitment to myself two years ago. I want to be able to run a marathon every single day. Yeah. I had no clue how to do it. Yeah. But I said, I want to be able to be someone who could do that. And then, uh, and then so, but so I set this goal and then eventually after two years, which was this past summer, I was able to execute against that. But not only that raised over $50,000 for charities, all the other people being impacted all because of a goal I set for myself. Yeah. Yeah, it just so, spreads like wildfire. <laughs> so I think there, there's value into setting goals and getting after them, not for yourself, but for everyone around you. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more because I, I mean I think there's there's a there's a bigger picture for you know what you know you're doing and even like myself with the the uh, or us with the um, this podcast and then also mm-hmm. the rucksack march for remembrance. It's it's not about like yes I have uh goals of achieving this and fundraising and raising awareness and and doing 22 kilometer rock march like that's a great goal but there's a bigger picture is and that's the impact that it's going to have on either current serving members current first responders or past um that that just that need the support so there's a there's always a yeah there's always a bigger element to what I'm doing and what I'm looking at doing next. And obviously it's no different for yourself as well. Like these, these goals that you're setting for yourself, they're goals that are going to impact like so many people around you. And that's the key. Yeah, I think so. But for me, I don't, I try not to think that I just say, okay, because if I do start thinking like you were mentioning, oh, you're, you know, you were mentioning 2025 and man, I'm not even thinking about that. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not even like, I'm like, that's 2025 is like 10 years away. Yeah. So like I'm thinking, okay, what do I got to do now? Mm-hmm. What do I got to do to get that extra step moving forward? Because I'm just trying to keep it simple. Because for me, I know what happens when I really expand things even further. It, it gets it gets some. Um, um, I don't want to say sometimes it can be overwhelming. Sure. Right. Yeah. Because uh, again, like I mean, these are really, really, really lofty goals, right? Yeah. And um, yeah. So for me, if I really sit and think about them, at times it can get overwhelming. But uh, then I'm reminded of why I'm actually doing anything or why I'm doing it. It's just to test myself and then help out, if I can, through the process, um, raise some money and awareness and help some people along the way. Well, that's the real reason I'm doing everything. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, that leads to my next point. You're going to be here. You're coming in a month, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 So I'll be there. Uh, what the third, I think of November second, no, the second November. Okay. Second or third, something. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So it's October 4th right now. So in one month's time, November 4th, we host our, our second annual rucksack March for remembrance here in Peterborough. It will right. be the, uh, from my understanding, I believe it's the seventh annual, uh, across the country. Um, there's, I think there's seven cities involved this year. So from, you know, Halifax, uh, over to Edmonton, several in Ontario, but, um, it's, it's pretty cool that it seems to be expanding uh, a little bit more every year. And, and again, it's for 
a bigger cause. I, you know, we did it uh, myself and another serving member. We did it virtually in 2021 together. It was just the two of us. And, uh, and we got out and we hammered out the 22 K and, and, um, you know, posted a bunch of stuff on social media and, and Ian Hall, the organizer out in Edmonton, he contacted me and asked, he said, you know, would you be interested in hosting one in Peterborough next year? And, and I kind of went, yeah, well, like <laughs> for sure. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I've, I've organized some, um, events locally in the past kids triathlon years ago and stuff. So I have a concept and an idea of, you know, how to tackle that. And then the military background kind of helps with that as well as, uh, I just, again, I treat it like a mission and I write out my orders and, and, uh, you know, kind of execute. So how's the, how's the progress coming along? How's it, how's everything going? It's, uh, it's great. Yeah. Just this morning, um, Sean Francis, uh, he's sort of the other event organizer that uh, helps uh, along with this. And then Allie, the three of us went out and we did uh, kind of a reconnaissance uh, ruck march to sort of map out the the new route for this year. And we're pretty excited because uh, it's going to take people through some of the beautiful parts of Peterborough uh, along the lift lock and along the water. And uh, yeah, it, it's coming together pretty well. We've got... Um, our our food truck's going to be on site the day of till death barbecue they were our caterer for the wedding and uh so the one so the one food truck yes and what's it called till death barbecue and so what kind of foods will they have on that day so they'll have a variety um they uh they usually do well for the wedding they did a, a brisket which is amazing but they've got uh pulled pork they've got um you know a few veggie options they've got um yeah just a variety of like amazing amazing smoked barbecue so, smoked meats and, and things is like there that. anything else uh, like in terms of like um the participants uh, how's the registration looking for for numbers yeah we're doing okay uh so we're a month out uh we're at 22 participants uh we've got two teams um and again uh, you know i'm hoping to, to boost that and push that in the last uh four or five weeks here um i do we do have support from our unit like our, our local regiment so hastings and prince Edward regiment that i'm a member of uh we're also going to have a team of serving members that are going to come on board for that so we'll have some army guys out and then we're going to have some support um uh, team with with the the army as well and so we've got, uh, I think one of the teams is um, uh, corrections uh, members. Um, mm -hmm. I've reached out to police and fire and paramedics, um, still hoping that I get a response from them and, and maybe they can get a team in as well. It'd be great to sort of challenge those, uh, those organizations. And, uh, but I, again, I'm, yeah, I'm happy with 22. Uh, I mean, sure. I, last year we had 41. Uh, I anticipate that, the the final number will be probably around then hopefully more maybe we get uh, 50 participants this year which would be awesome um fundraising we're sitting at um uh, just over 3000 i think 3200 something like that uh, that's awesome yeah so i mean we set we set a big goal we last year we set it at 5000 i didn't know you know i didn't know how well it would take off or, or so we set a $5000 fundraising goal um we nailed that and surpassed it set the next goal at 10,000 and then we moved it to 15,000 and so the final you know tally uh we raised over 15,000 in the first year amazing yeah it was awesome. it was great so and that you know in support of wounded warriors canada so um great organization kind of looking out for veterans and first responders and their families so 
so again there's yeah there's a there's a greater cause to it and and uh you know a reason i'm getting behind it um i you know i have friends as we speak that are kind of going through some struggles and uh, and tough times that we're serving members and and this is my part my small part in doing what i can to to support them and that's uh, awesome man yeah and if it means getting out 22 kilometers with a rucksack on my back then i'm happy to do it bro that's the easiest part that's it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah honestly that's the easiest part people say it sounds so hard but i mean yeah I, it's a i don't say it's not hard it's a challenge right mm -hmm. and um that's what we're here for is to take on challenges and grow through that challenge exactly otherwise what are we here for man like you know gotta right. keep driving forward yeah yeah <laughs> I know it's funny. Sean was Sean Taylor was you know teasing me about the the whole wedding thing, saying you know like, what's he gonna do with all his time now? Well, we just go right into the next you know the next challenge, the next thing. So you know the ruck march is is happening now, and when that wraps up, then you know I'll look for the next thing. That you know it's just uh, it's a constant process, ongoing process, and and I you're no different. I'm I'm, I'm certain of that. So you've got you know 2025 in the in the future, the distant future, um, that, uh, aiming for. And I'm, I'm sure once that's hammered out and achieved, then they'll, you'll be on to the next thing. So honestly, bro, I'm, I'm reading a book right now <clears throat> called, um, the surrender experiment, Michael Singer. And I, I believe he's written a book, uh, a bunch of other books. One of them is the untethered spirit or untethered soul. Sorry, what's it called again, Satch? Um, the surrender experiment surrender experiment okay michael singer and i'm about halfway done right now and you know i've or so i'll share what the concept is of, of the book and his experience and i've kind of organically kind of done this over the last couple of years and essentially um what he, he's sharing his story of um surrendering to the universe and what is being presented to him rather than his own logic and what he thinks he should be doing hmm. So, for example, like, you know how we all see signs, you know, something that's kind of pushing us in a direction yeah, absolutely. in a certain way. Yep. So for me, I'm I'm now paying attention to each one of those things, hmm. um, allowing them to, I don't want to say dictate, but having more of a flow state in life where I'm not worried too much about creating too many things, but when things are getting created or I'm moving in a certain direction, these various different things will present themselves to me. Mm -hmm. And then what feels organic and natural to me, I just kind of jump on and attack it. So essentially the the, the premise of that book was that. Mm -hmm. Don't let your own mind get in the way. Don't let your own judgments get in the way. Just kind of whatever feels kind of organic and natural and something that's drawing you to something, maybe explore it. Yeah. So I, for me over the last year, even more so the last six months and probably a lot more now moving forward after kind of reading this book or reading half of it, I think I'm going to do a bit more of that and right. just kind of yeah go towards things that feel like they're drawing me to them Yeah. and see what happens. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I mean, you know, yeah, people, People ask, uh, ask me and ask everyone all the time, you know, you know, where do you see yourself in a year's time? Where do you see yourself in two years time or three years time? And, and if I look back at like two years in the rear, um, I don't know if I would have, uh, you know, put myself where I am right now. I don't know if I could have forecasted that, but you know, like you say, certain 
things drew me in certain uh, paths that led me to where I am. And, and I love it. Like I, it's great. So, you know, looking ahead, if someone to, for, were to ask me where do you see yourself in a year's time or two years time, I, I think my answer would be, I'm like, I don't know, but I'm excited for it. Like I'm, you know, what, whatever is coming, what I'm, I'm gonna, you know, there, there could be a path this way. It could be a direction this way and we'll, we'll see where it goes. But Yeah. I mean, for me, I kind of have a rough sort of outline of what I want to do, mm -hmm. but if something comes up and um, compels me to move in a different direction, I'm going to. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think there's something to be said. Like if someone asks me what's the plan for the future, I, I don't know, but I'm going to do my best yeah. and I'm going to be of service and whatever the outcome is or whatever that turns into. Cool. Like a year ago, I didn't think I would be coaching. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks a couple of weeks ago. I was like, man, I want to be a coach and I want to learn how to do it right. And I learned, but I've been coaching for most of my life for the last 20 years in some capacity. Sure. Right. Yeah. And now I want to be able to at least, you know, share some of what I've learned, but also learn how to be better myself yeah. through that engagement and that process of, of conversation with another person and seeing if I can, you know, be a benefit even further. So yeah, that, I wouldn't have thought about that a year ago. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I believe it again. And something, you know, that pulled you into that path and, and here you are. And yeah, and, yeah, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to steal kind of Ali's uh, questions because I, I think it looks like you're going to be with, you're going to be stuck with me for the, for the episode here. So okay, if, yeah, if you were looking forward to, I'll deal with it. Yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you were looking forward to chat with Ali and say, sorry, you're, yeah, you're going to be stuck with me for it. But, but she did want a question on that. Like, you know, how, yeah. How's the coaching going? And, and cause it, that's a new, it's a new chapter for you, a new development. So how's everything going on that end? It's good, man. Like for me, I'm uh, all in type of guy and really try to get after it and put a lot of pressure on myself to do certain things. Mm -hmm. So I had to pare it back a little bit in terms of that regard and, and really get back to my, mm, really get back to being organic and not contrived. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm just doing my thing, engaging with people. And, you know, I've, I have a few clients now mm -hmm. and I'll just service them the best that I can and keep moving forward. If more people want to talk to me and engage with me, that's cool. Yeah. If they don't, that's cool too. Yeah. And um, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. If someone hits me up and wants me to work with them, then I will. Yeah. If it fits. Yeah. Great. But, I, I, so it's, it's, it's moving well. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I, I mean, there's um, yeah, I, I suspect that uh, there'll be individuals that you, that you coach and, and they'll have, they'll, draw things from you that will probably last the rest of their lives. I, you know, personally, I've had some great coaches and mentors in the past. And one that sticks out of my head is Ray from high school. And, and to this day, you know, I have, I, I hold him in the highest respect for just little things that he um, brought to my attention with coaching and sort of the, I'm going to say the extra mile that he would go uh, to sort of develop not just my physical attributes, but mentally as well, sort of like that mental resilience. And I give a lot of credit to him. And that was like, yeah, like I say, that was a high school coach. I've had several coaches since then. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot drawn, you know, from, from you uh, for these individuals. Well, I, I think also I'll definitely get, I'll learn through the process as well. Right. And, yep. um, 
you know, I had my first coach was my wrestling coach in high school. And, mm. you know, I still remember him fondly. And that was 30 some odd years ago. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think there's always, I think the coach, I think a coach is not just physical, man. Like it's really the mindset, right. And how to really think properly and how to really move forward in a, in a way that's beneficial to yourself and to everyone around you. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, you know, using physical capabilities and, and improving others physical capabilities but i don't know if that's even my strong suit to be honest yeah um you know i know i know how to do all that i know how to you know support someone in terms of like they want to get into an amazing shape or if they want to get on a nutrition plan like i know all those things and i can kind of work with people through that process but i think for me where i find um i want to really hone more skills or develop further or grow it even further is the mindset sort of connection and how to get people or how to work with people to get the best out of them. Yeah. And that that's an ongoing process. Like I'm, I don't, I'm not the best at that. Most definitely not, but you know, talking with people and learning and becoming better is the plan and just kind of just keep doing that. Yeah. It's not a bad plan. It's a, yeah, it's a, <laughs> a pretty solid plan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and again, I'll, I'll kind of go back to it. I, uh, said it earlier, but, um, Ali, like I say, uh, between the two of us, we both really noticed, uh, you know, from August 5th conversation and then to following, you know, every day through the marathon and then to where you are now in the last little while and then sitting down with you today. Um, like you seem to be in a really good place. Like things seem to be really, really clicking, I would say. And, and I mean, look, man, I'm not without issue, right? So I don't want people is. to think everything's perfect and 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 all that. I struggle frequently with various different things, mm -hmm. but uh, my overall arching my um, mindset is positive, right. right? And I'm and and it's a good. I'm in a good place, man. I'm I'm in a good spot. Um, is it difficult? Sure. Yeah. Are there challenges? Hundred percent. Have I been experiencing some depressive sort of um, emotions? Yeah, it happened. Mm -hmm. um, but those are always going to be there. And, um, and and as long as we're moving in a direction that's positive, man, I, I feel pretty good. I'm hanging out with my girlfriend. I'm, I'm in Calgary. I'm, I'm uh, you know, I went to jujitsu last night. I mean, there's, there's nothing to really be um, upset or negative about. So I'm glad you're picking up on what I'm putting out. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's apparent. I was going to ask you where you are. You're, you're in Calgary right now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not Julia right now. Okay. Awesome. Good stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, so I did have a question as far as, so, I mean, you did 22 marathons in 22 days and not, you know, essentially coming from a, a strong running background. Um, I know you've been in, oh, it was, it was a zero, zero <laughs> running background, not, not even strong, like zero, zero, <laughs> even better. Yeah. 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 I like that you emphasize that zero, zero. <laughs> um like absolutely no fundamentals no nothing zero <laughs> i mean it just went out and did it that's yeah phenomenal but so yeah so based on that and then i mean i i know your background you know you um powerlifting jujitsu all that was this sort of one of your or maybe the most challenging physical um sort of thing that you've tackled Hmm. Question. Hmm. I think most challenging mentally and physically together. 
Yeah. If it's just physical, yeah. I don't know, man. Mm. It's hard to say because when doing jujitsu is fun, but it's physically challenging, yeah. right? It's, yeah. it, it, so it's, you're having fun, but you, you know, I, in jujitsu, I've uh, I've torn my left bicep completely off, and um, I have a, my left tricep torn tendon, about sixty percent of it, through mm-hmm. jujitsu. But it's fun. I'm having a good time. It's not like you know, oh, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, with with lifting. I would say lifting was challenging in a certain way, like with bodybuilding and stuff, because um, it was very isolating. Like I was, I wouldn't really hang out with a bunch of people. I would train and then diet and be on my own most of the time. Right. I would have some training partners from time to time. Yeah. So it's hard. I don't know how to answer the question. Like, well, I suspect um, too that because every sport is different. So every sport is going to have its physical challenges that are unique yeah. to that sport. So I, I think it probably pertains more to the mental resilience and the mental challenge. And like you alluded, um, that maybe it was, and, and that could be based on too, that like, you know, the time frame that it takes to, to run a marathon is quite extensive when you compare like a, a BGJ session or a powerlifting session, right? Like you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're out there in your element, you know, running in that physical challenge and and then you've got the mental resilience to go through for hours at a time. Whereas, you know, a lot of those other sports, it's, um, you know, it's, it's a lot shorter for uh, time frame. So I, I think that, I think it's also individually dependent too, the type of person that's engaging in that specific activity. Right. Mm-hmm. So, cause I think it would depend on those individuals, how they're flowing through that. And for me, I know what kind of person I am. I hated running from day one. I never liked it. <laughs> right. Never liked it. So right off the bat, I was starting off with um, a challenge, right? Yeah. Mentally and physically right off the boat. And to your point, yeah, you're running for five hours and it's the, it's the resilience that's um, developed through running 22 days in a row. Like <laughs> running at 42 kilometers every single day for 22 days straight is a grind mentally. Absolutely. Not, like physically it's a grind, but I, I, for me, mentally it was far more of a grind because um you don't feel good right like you're in pain every single day right and um and then so it's not only that too right so that was one element one aspect of it and i was also you know i'm with my girlfriend for 22 Mm -hmm. days yeah and um we're in a new relationship so can as you can imagine that adds a different layer to the stress and um difficulty that's oh for sure associated to something when you're doing a an ultra endurance event when in my experience when i've done them it's all about me it's just about me forget everyone else i gotta do what i do Focus so on it you. was nav- so it's always it was navigating other things as well so yeah the 22 marathons um and running those mentally and physically is, um i would even uh, it was a spiritual experience mm. uh, more so than a, a physical activity that i was doing it was transforming me into who I am right now, learning how to communicate better when I'm dealing with things that aren't good. So like right. I had to understand how to properly communicate better when I'm feeling stressed <laughs> out. How do I talk? Yeah. Better? Like, yeah. And I didn't do it great. I messed it up a bunch of times, but sure. I think for me, it was a spiritual experience, man. Like running, you know, 40 degrees outside and I'm running on the highway and, you know, you're in your own head and whatever, like all these different things you're trying to process while you're doing it. So for me, it was definitely more than just a physical 
um, endeavor. It was a spiritual yeah. one. No, I, I, I believe it. That's yeah. That's um, yeah. You had, you had a lot of other elements on the go there, which is, <laughs> which is good. I mean, it just, uh, you know, it's... no, it was awesome, man. Cause and, I'm, and I, I mentioned this on the, I think on the civil Corps podcast, I was like, like, man, there's so many challenges outside of the running mm -hmm. piece that I was gifted with. Right. That I was, I was blessed with those challenges because I had to figure them out and had to understand how to do them and still keep moving forward. So, yeah. um, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't wish it was easier right. and, and because I learned so much and I developed so much, I mean, case in point, you like, I just talked to you a month ago That's right. and you, you, you're observing a difference in how I'm speaking to you right now. It's only been a yeah. month. So, I mean, there's something to be said when you really take on challenges that are, that are larger than you think you can actually achieve. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And if you can, if you can test yourself with something that you don't even think you can do and you can do it, man, that's a, that's a, that's, that's something different, man. Uh, <laughs> like that. Does you said different. it and there's no, there's no time constraint. There's no time frame on uh, when you develop and when you learn, uh, you know, for some or some periods of your life, it, it could be, you know, over a period of years, it could be over, yeah, a couple of years. And then other circumstances could force you to, or not force you to, but could have you grow and develop in a short period of time, like, yeah, a, a month's time, just depending on what's presented in front of you. So. If, depending on what's presented in front of you and um, if you're intentional on reflecting back on those experiences and how to do them right. better. So you could, you could take on a challenge and do the challenge and not even reflect and just keep moving yeah. forward. Right. But I think it's really, and this is a, one of the things I've really learned from Seb is like, you know, having a real deep introspective reflection on what you do and how you do it. And, um, and trying to be, honest like actually as honest as you can be with yourself in that introspection um has been helpful for me in terms of growth and becoming a better human and really that's all i'm doing i'm just trying to be a better person right and i'm trying to be the best version of myself and if i'm trying so that means i have to do a lot of these different types of things so i can be the best version yeah. of myself that's our whole platform here. Like, you know, we're rising out of our comfort zones and it's, you know, essentially to be better today than I was yesterday. And it, I mean, it, it sounds simple. It sounds like a simple recipe, but it, it's not, it's not that simple. You I mean, you do have to put the work in and you do have to overcome, you know, whatever challenges are presented in front of you, but you have to, you can't shy away from them either. I mean, you, you know, you, and, and like you say, you could take on a challenge, do the same challenge, uh, you know, a month's time or next time and and you really have to dig deep and question yourself did i do it differently did i improve on from last time or did i just you know do the challenge to get it done kind of thing so um and you yeah. know it just depends on how you want to look at it did did you make yourself better you know this challenge than you did last time so and and why are you doing the challenge what's the purpose of the challenge why am i engaging in this activity why am I registering to uh, do a 22K ruck march? Is it just to support others? Is it just to raise money? Or is it also so that I can become a better person through that process? And and let's say if you're going to do a 22K ruck march or a run or, or a half marathon or a marathon, okay, well, cool. Now, are you going to put your best into it? 
Are you going to go all in to be the best version of yourself? Because some people will do a, a 10K and not even think about it. Just go, whatever, I'm going to do it. But are you really growing in that? Are you really learning anything through that process? And I would argue maybe you're not if you're just arbitrarily just doing a thing. But if you're intentionally thinking about it, even if it's you're doing a marathon and you're scheduling one marathon in a year and you're like, okay, you know, I want to grow out of this. Well, now you might hire a coach and now you might really create more of a plan and a regiment to get better. Oh, and well, now if I want to run faster and I want to do better, well, I got to probably eat better and, and maybe get more sleep. So maybe there's some elements there. So there's so many things attached to really doing better on many levels, not just from a physical perspective, but from a holistic perspective. And I think if people are more intentional about challenging themselves, yeah. um, they're going to see so much more growth. And the way I'm, the reason I'm saying this is because I've, I've just experienced it over the last two years. I've been constantly challenging myself nonstop over two, really over three years. I can't explain my growth other yeah. than that. Like, like I, I honestly can't. I can speak to someone I met, like I've known for 20 years, and I can, and if I haven't seen them for three, and I meet them, they they will not know. Right. Yeah. Me. Oh, for sure. And, and but that should be yeah, the goal. Absolutely. And the the cool thing is, is it's it's contagious, right? Because you know, you know, you know, we see, we follow you, and and we see what's happening, and you know, um, it's inspiring. So I kind of, I know personally, I kind of think. Uh, what am I going to do? What am I, what's putting me out of my comfort zone? What am I going to, you know, what challenge am I going to take on next and how is it going to make me a better person? And, and then, you know, if someone's looking at me from the outside and they're seeing, you know, what I'm taking on, what challenges I'm doing, maybe they're thinking the same thing. Like, okay, you know, Dave's over there doing that. Uh, what can I do next to, to better myself? And so, but they are, they absolutely are thinking right. the same thing because you're not different right. than me, bro. Yeah. We're the same. Yeah, <laughs> We're, we are the same. So there's no difference. Like even like when people post a lot about David Goggins and, and these like, I think there's a, um, a, a disconnect for people. And I was one of them. So I, I'm I can yeah. admit this. But now that I understand a bit better, there's a disconnect. David Goggins is, I mean, to, for lack of a better way of saying it, is all of us. It's anyone. Anyone sure. can do that. Yeah. It's a mindset with consistency mm -hmm. of effort, it, mindset and consistency, right? Like he's been doing this for, he's 50, yeah. Yeah. right? He's been doing this for 25 years. He didn't just right. start running. <laughs> he's been getting after it for 25 yeah. years. Yeah. If, you, if you're doing the same thing for 20, like, bro, I've been doing the same thing for two and look yeah. what I've done. Yeah, yeah exactly. So if you just put a timeline to it, like another eight years, if I'm doing the exact same thing for eight years, where are you at oh, then? Yeah, it's, yeah, I know. It's amazing. I... It's amazing what we can do. And it's awesome to see these types of people because we are them. They're not any better exactly. than us. I'm not better than anyone. No one's better than anyone. If they want to put that effort in, they can absolutely achieve excellence in however they right. define it. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And it, and it's, it's neat for me to watch even in our household, because like I'll give kudos to Allie right now because I've, you know, known Allie for, you know, four and a half years now and to watch her develop and grow over the past four and a half years. And especially in the last year, it's, it's almost mind blowing. It's um, like, I'm not going to say, you know, she's a different person, but she, 
in a sense, she, she kind of is, but she's really, you know, growing and developing and she's just constantly looking for the next thing that's going to, you know, develop even further and, and bring her out of her comfort zone. So here's a question. How does that, mm, how does that inspire you being around that? It must, I draw right? from it. it. Must. I, absolutely. I, I draw from yeah. it. Some, some days, like, you know, I, like I'm a physically active guy, but, um, you know, I have my, have my ebbs and flows and sometimes, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting after it and I'm training really hard. And, and then other times like kind of lazy sometimes and I'll, I'll admit it. And, and there's Allie, you know, she's, she's down in our gym and she's getting after it. And then she's, um, and then she's studying up on her yoga studies because now she's, you know, in, in school again and become a yoga instructor. And then she's got more goals past that. And so I kind of, you know, I see this happening right before my eyes in, in our house and, and I kind of go, yeah, I got to I got to level up. Like I got, you know, the, this, this laziness. Awesome. Yeah. Like, you know, get in the gym, get going, get, get after it. And iron sharpens yeah, iron, yeah, bro. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's part of the reason, honestly, it's part of the reason I wanted to even start dating Julia. Right. Yeah. It, for, inspiring. Yeah. Because um, I think it's important to be around people that are going to also drive you and push you, maybe not overtly, but through your own way. Right. So for me, I know what kind of person I am. And if I'm around people that are yes. doing something and I'm not doing it, mm -hmm. well, then I'm going to get up and do it. So it's part of the reason why I wanted to be around Sean or Seb or, yeah. so for me, I don't, I don't engage with anyone anymore that isn't sharpening my blade. And and then I'm not sharpening theirs. Yeah. So it's got to be synergistic yeah. together that we're both making right. each other better, not one sided. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Yeah. So give her that give her those kudos. Yeah. And and uh, just the same I do with Allie. And and I agree. Our our circle around us um are typically people that are getting after it and they're they're inspiring us and we're inspiring them and we're just feeding off one another. And it's, it's awesome. It's great. So. And that's what we're all doing through the collective, I think yes. as well. Right. Like in terms of like across the country, we're engaging with as many people as possible and trying to, I don't know, just do what, do our best. And, and maybe we can create more of a collective across the country over another eight years. Who knows? Right. What it yeah. looks like. I like where it's headed anyway. So it's yeah. 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 Well, I mean, we keep doing what we're doing and, and let the outcome be what it needs to be as long as we're doing it with a good intention and we're trying to help. And it's only positive, I think. I can't see it being no, negative. Not, not at all. You said it. You said it, man. Listen, we're uh, we're super pumped to have uh, you guys, uh, you know, come to Peterborough and be a part of the event. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be fantastic. And, and, you know, we're going to raise some raise some funds and we're going to raise some awareness and we're going to, we're going to be better today than we were yesterday and, and, uh, make things happen. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it too, man. I'm, I'm stoked to come out there, um, and meet as many people as possible and, and have some fun and, and, you know, maybe I'll, I'll run some of that 22. We'll see yeah, how it goes. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and then, and then, um, yeah, and just have some fun, man. I, I'm looking forward to, I got a few buddies coming out like, uh, so I had a, I connected with a buddy of mine. Um, I haven't seen him in over 20 years. He was at RMC with me first okay. year. And, um, so he's, he's a major still, he's, he's in, he's still in, in, in the army. And I connected with him. I go, Hey, I'm going to be at this, uh, ruck March 
in Peterborough, you're going to show up. And he's like, he's only an hour away. So he might, he's, he said he's going to oh, come good. out. Yeah. Got and no then I got another buddy of mine. Yeah. So, so I'll hit him up again. Cause it'd be nice to see him after freaking 23 years. And then, um, another buddy of mine, he's in Toronto. He's, uh, reserves. Um, he's going to come out and, uh, kind of just, he's got an injury right now so he won't be able to take part in the ruck but he's gonna come hang out anyway yeah and then i think another buddy i connected with through social media i think it's sean menzies photography he reached out yes yes so he's yeah. coming he'll be shooting some shots yeah and stuff. i'm excited for it. that's yeah yeah we were chatting a little bit back and forth and and yeah i'm pretty pumped to, to have him uh, on site yeah I, I connected with him not too long ago and i, I let him know that i'll be coming out there and, and so he said he took the leave so he can come and have some fun, take some pictures. So yeah, yeah. Keep spreading the word, brother, because yeah, it's it's good. It's gonna be. I'll do my little part, whatever I can do, and but anyways, yeah, we're just gonna me, Julie. We're gonna come out and have some fun, and you know, have some barbecue. Yes, yeah. (laughs) You'll enjoy the food and and all of it. So yeah, man. Yeah, excellent. Listen, Satch, it's been fantastic uh, catching up again and uh, and seeing where you're at. Um, once again, like congrats on the the initial phase. I know there's there's more phases and, and bigger things yet to come, but um, congrats on all you've uh, accomplished so far. And uh, and we're excited to you know, see what's coming next. And, and uh, I'm, I'm, I have no doubt that you'll be back on the uh, on the show again. So. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on. And thanks for the kudos. I appreciate it. Um, I'm still grinding. I'm still pushing. Next year, we're going to be running from Thunder Bay, uh, Terry Fox Memorial to mile zero in Victoria, which is about 3,100 kilometers. So that's the plan for next year. The tentative plan is to run 60K a day for 52 days. So it'll be 50 ultras in a row. Um, so that's the plan. And, um, and, 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 you know, um so that's the plan and we're going to keep pushing and keep driving and keep raising the awareness and having fun so that's 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 all i'm about and, and i just want to say thank you for the for the time to share some of my yeah, stuff it's appreciate great. you it's man. great yeah we appreciate you so all right we'll see you in a month brother right. yeah man we'll see you in a bit if you need anything from me just drop me a dm and and we'll make sure. it happen thanks Ash. all right take okay. care all right bro take care bye